Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry and powered by Schedulicity. Without further ado, should we do Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. Introducing Norm Self-Checkout for All. Do you often find yourself in a tizzy with a credit card reader? Or perhaps tiptoeing around tipping etiquette? Maybe even paying scandalously steep card not present fees? Norm is here to solve it all. Think of Norm as payment simplified. No card reader for you. No wallet for your client. Instead, patrons pay and tip you straight from their phones. Checkout details are carried through the ether by either a text message or QR code. Your client receives a notification and pays with their previously saved card details. All they have to do is add a grand, luxurious gratuity. And all available with one low rate as a part of Schedulicity Pay. Try Norm Self Checkout for All. Safe, secure, and shockingly simple. Find out how using Norm can increase tips, speed up payment, and free you from unreliable card readers all at one low rate. Visit paywithnorm.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, and this amazing podcast is brought to you by Schedulicity. You're listening to Hair Love Radio, where we have honest conversations about what it takes to make your dreams a reality, start unlocking your potential, and live your best life, helping ambitious hairstylists, salon owners, and educators spread their light and love. It's time to step into your power. Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course, I'm sitting with my best bud, Tony. What's up, Tony? What's going on, brother? Dude, I am so, like, honored that uh, that we get to do a hair love takeover, hair love radio takeover. Definitely. And, you know, and even honored to be here. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. uh, uh, was it Derek? Somebody said that we were the first guys invited to, as, as, to be a part of the educational crew or, or podcast crew or whatever. So, I mean, that's an honor in that itself. Is an honor. But just to and be just, here. And paint the picture that we are at the Hair Love Retreat in Zion oh you know, National goodness. Park, which and is amazing. Speaking the, of painting, everything looks like a freaking painting around here, right? Yeah, it, it's so peaceful, so beautiful, so breathtaking. And and then watching uh, all these people experience something that's uh, pretty cool. It's very, very cool. It's like... I keep saying, like, if you watch it on TV, on TV if you watch it on, like, um, Instagram or any of that kind of stuff, it kind of, like, it has this woo-woo feeling. And it, I'm not going to say that it's not woo-woo, but it's way more practical than just that. You know, it's not like, it's not like if you manifest it, it comes. It's like, if you manifest it, now go to fuck to work. Right. Right? And, <laughs> and it kind of it kind of supports you and gives you, like... How to how to how to get the work done too? Yeah, and, and and just seeing, like we talked about before, this women supporting women, empowering women, 
event is pretty uh, pretty awesome. It's, it's pretty cool, and we're literally the outsiders, so it's pretty cool to see it uh, as an outsider as yeah, well, you know. 100%. But at the same time, like, we're a part of everything. You know, we're not being excluded from anything or, you know. Not at all. And, and Elizabeth said that, like, even, like, when she asked us to come, we were so honored. We're like, what can we do? I thought we were going to, like, you know, put up tents and, you know, carry chairs and stuff. She's like, no, I want you guys to, to experience it. And I'm, you know, honored and grateful that, that that's the case. Yep. You and know? Uh, our... our our guest that we're about to have on, uh, I'm kind of curious to see what she feels and how she feels um, about definitely all, about the hair level. Well, treat. here's what's really cool about this is that we weren't scheduled to talk to her today. Not at you all. Know, we weren't scheduled to talk to her today at all. With some, you know, planes and, and, and plane delays and stuff, we had we had opportunity to, to talk to someone. So we literally, like, snagged her out of the crowd and said, girl, we, could, we got to talk. Yeah, especially she's from. She's from Maryland. Yeah, from Maryland. She's from Maryland. You, so you're going to hear a lot of, like, uh, like uh, you know, Merlin accents in this, in this <laughs> podcast. So, um, and, and she has such a... a, a, a a beautiful soul herself. Mm-hmm. So when you get to know her, just how just deep and how rich and how, and she's, she's, I mean, she's a badass hairdresser. Badass hairdresser too. You know what I mean? So, you see her, yeah, her skills is uh, on par with anybody else that, that I know. That's awesome. So today our guest is all the way from Maryland, uh, Sophia Musto. I didn't mess that up, I hope. I wish I had my little <laughs> cheer button. <laughs> so, Sophia, man, welcome welcome to the Hair Love Radio podcast. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. So, so much. This is so fun. We're in this awesome RV. It's every hairdresser's dream to be sitting in Dude, here. Dude, for real. This is like <laughs> the Hair Love RV that we're sitting in. How cool yeah. is right. that? I know. Right? It is so, like, modern and nice. Like, it's awesome. And it's 100 degrees outside the RV. <laughs> we are literally in the only air-conditioned space in the entire so if you hear that buzz of the AC, you know, just honor that because uh, we're yes. all honoring Yes, it, we right? are honoring the AC right now. We all design Zion glow, I call it. Right. Yeah, the we Zion glow. The Zion which means glow. not showered and you stink and you're sweaty. It's and a little, like, dewy. A dewy. little dewy. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess my first question out the box. All right. Why are you here? Why are you at Hair Love Retreat? Um, I joined so i watched the hair the first hair love retreat in 2019 i was like an outsider having fomo like gosh why didn't i take the plunge Mm -hmm. why did i let limiting beliefs tell me i can't do things i can't camp i can't share a room with somebody i can't go to i can't sleep outside so i was like i'm gonna do this so i turned 40 last year and i made it like a bucket list to join and commit to the workshop in a box program. So in August of 2019, I became the freshman of workshop in a box. And in March of 2020, we all know what happened. Mm -hmm. And these girls became my sisters. Like during the hardest time, I was the only girl from Maryland in there. So I was like, is this happening everywhere? Or is this just happening in my community? So like I was broken and they were broken and together I loved how one of my coaches says, we made this beautiful mosaic. Together, we became like stained glass. We held each other's hands. We 
cried it out. We bitched mm -hmm. it out. We, like, got it done. And in that time, we had a leader of Elizabeth telling us to be the change. And if we wanted to be the change, we had to stay healthy, not just in our bodies, but in our mindset. Because how could we give to our clients in this dark time if we're tuning into the noise that they're tuning into? So it was so humbling to be with these, like, like-minded people because there isn't a lot of people that think and feel this way mm -hmm. and now we're all united here together and the most magical postcard mm -hmm. i mean i did yoga this morning i'm like pinch me am i in a freaking postcard <laughs> by the way you, you did like you did yoga like on like a mountaintop on it's a helicopter pad a helicopter pad on a mountain <laughs> right <laughs> like with mountains above you mountains below you yes. valley it's just it's it's, it's breathtaking what, what, jamie c said it best last night i'm sitting in a postcard we we are sitting in, in a, a postcard like so feel that amazing. energy because it is true wow that is so cool so what's uh, you've done other shows and stuff I haven't. I've done like premiere in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. but in like Crystal City, Virginia shows for like salon centric and right. things like that. But normally I'm not good in like big group environments. Well, that's what's kind of neat about this one is that it's not that big of a group. Yeah, it's more intimate. So you really get to talk to the educators. Mm -hmm. You really get to have these deep conversations and get to see the inside. Like the round tables yesterday, you could never get that experience anywhere. We got to sit at a table. We got to sit with you and talk about how you started your podcast, how you got inspired. Like where, like I never would have been able to have that rich conversation with you and know like how you started if I wasn't here. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And what's really cool for us is that it's not about the educators necessarily, but it's about each and every soul that's here. Yes, because we're all the same. Like we're a soul family. Yeah, and, we're all searching, you know. And, it's just, and everybody's on that level. Even though there's like educators here, there's there's bigger names here and stuff like that. But everybody, like you know, everybody's the same. It's height. like an equal. It totally feels like that. What's what's the biggest between like premiere and stuff? What's the biggest difference between hair love? Like like what is community? Boom. She didn't hesitate. No. There's right. no community like this. Yeah. And I, I see that. I feel that because, we, you know, we do a lot of shows. And it's just, you know, you, you go there and absorb, absorb, absorb. There's not necessarily a community vibe, right? Mm -hmm. It's just you go there, you retrieve what you want to retrieve out of the show, and then you go home. Here, it's so deeper than that. It's like you come here and you're going to receive, but at the same time, you're going to give. You know what I mean? And everybody here is doing the exact same thing. So uh, it's a great place to network. It's a great place to, to fill your cup up. Yeah, it's a great definitely. place to fill other people's cup up. It's like, it's so beautiful. What came to my mind when you said that is like when we're at the other sh shows, we're consuming. You know, and at this show, we're receiving. And yeah. I, think, I think that there's I a difference that. there, right? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is so true. Yeah. 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 And, and, you're, and, and as life is, you receive when you give. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Yeah, and everybody's filling everybody else's cup up. You know what I mean? And and it's it's, it's quite the experience. It's it's really really cool. That's so cool, man. I, we just we love it here. I just you can't put it into words. It's like you know what it is. It's exactly like when you try to take a picture of those mountains out there. Like you see it, but you don't experience it. Right. Like, right. You can't oh get it from gosh. the picture. So that's what this whole thing is about. Like you're gonna see it, and trust me, you're gonna have FOMO because we all feel the FOMO. <laughs> yes. But until you experience it, it's just a two-dimensional picture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, so these, we've been here, what, two days now? Uh, 
two, yeah. Two yeah. sleeps. Two days. Two sleeps. That's two it. Sleeps. Yeah, that's it. And how how has it uh, how has it been for you these two days? It's been really interesting because it's like I'm a mother and I have three children at home. So, of course, I have a different routine. And then I have two roommates that come from different parts of the world. And then one was in workshop in a box with me and one was in a different co- – it was in a coaching program with me with Jamie C. So it's fun to have them marry each other and then them meet each other and then just kind of like this ripple effect kind of like keep going to create this huge wave. So I get to meet like all these magical people that I never would have connected with if we weren't all in this area together. And then yesterday we got to experience this hike and it's kind of like you're on a trail and you don't know what's coming next. You don't know what curve you're going to hit. You don't know what mountain you're going to have to climb. If it, And that's literal. Yes. <laughs> literal. Or climb. Or, mm-hmm. or just stop and take it in and say, I did my best. Yeah. I'm here. I'm present. And I did it. it, it this is fu- it's really funny. So, um, and hopefully we're going to be able to release that as a podcast. We talked to Elizabeth. Get this. Let me know if you like this idea. We talked to Elizabeth about um, releasing her keynote as a podcast. Yes. So yes. So if if we've released this, listen back because here was my mantra all day yesterday, like humping that mountain. Which, by the way, I just saw is the scariest climb in America, or yeah. scariest in the world, or something. It, yeah. it got a word. It, it was it, it was it was the. So during her keynote, she talked about find the ease and struggle. Mm-hmm. And the entire time that I was going up the mountain, I was like, I was looking for the ease, not looking for the struggle. And that mm. l- legitimately, like, helped me take my next step, right? Yeah. Find the ease. Find the ease. You know, this is what it's about. And, and where the ease really comes in, and I don't know if whatever, but is when you're on the peak. And you get to see it. You know, you've earned you've earned your way there. And your legs are on fire and you're sweating and everything. But at that moment, like, none of that mattered. Right, right. None of that mattered. So now that we we've established we're here at Hair Love, let's figure out your journey how you got to Hair Love. Okay. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Baltimore City. Baltimore. Like in, in Baltimore City. Baltimore. My father was a Baltimore City fireman, so we had to live in Baltimore City. I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, back in the day, you had to live in the city. So then my parents put me in, like, private schools growing up, and Mm -hmm. then I went to an all-girls school called Mercy High School. And there is the foundation where women need to be stronger and kind of dominate some masculine energy in this world where women can make change. So when I found Hair Love, it was similar to my foundation of my Mercy sisters. So I brought that energy in to Hair Love. Was it like a, a boarding school, or is it just a school that just you went to? Just a there? school. Like, we had to wear the uniform, the blazer, the socks. And you did that since you since elementary school? Elementary school. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then, I like, they tried to talk me out of being a hairdresser. I mean, I got a lot of limiting beliefs growing up into that environment because I shaved my head. I colored my hair burgundy. And they were like, young girls do not color their hair. You Mm -hmm. color Easter eggs, not your hair. You don't have gray hair. You should not be doing that. And I'm like, this is, and then I started doing everybody else's. And I was like, well, I'm doing that. Wow. How old were you when you were doing that? Um, 1994, 14 years old. Wow. Because I used to go to my Aunt Rita's house, and I come from a large Italian family. And I used to love going over there and smelling the perm and eating the pasta. And I was like, I am going to bring this to people one day. Like, I loved looking in the mirror and seeing somebody just be happy with that human connection and touch. So then I went into being a 
um, receptionist in an Asian dominated nail salon so that I could help everybody communicate and get along. Wow. So and you're just a giver. I am a giver. Oh, you can just see the sweet spirit inside <laughs> I'm like a Care Bear power. Like, right. in my power stance and sunshine is just like radiating out of me. Uh-huh. That's how I feel. So obviously at 14 years old, your parents were not digging what you wanted to do, but you didn't back away. I mean, how did that, how did, how did that go? Because, I mean, obviously you're still a kid and you're still living at home and, and, and it obviously it's going to create friction. It's going to create something, mm-hmm. right? It's. It wasn't easy, and, you know, I just felt this passion. So I turned pain and into my passion, into my purpose. So, like, I took that Care Bear power where I was like, if you don't believe in me, I'm going to make you regret that decision the rest of your life because mm-hmm. I don't need your belief. I need mine. And if I am feeling this fire inside of me, then I can't turn off. That is my soul saying, do it. Right, right. So I had an idea and was, like, shamed at Mercy. And I had this teacher, and I, like, I wanted her to like me because she had this, like, masculine energy. And I was looking for that approval. I was seeking that approval. Like, I needed that validation. So that, like, helped me in my hair dressing world. But I came up with this whole business plan where we had to invest money into the stock market. And then out of those gains, we had to create a business. So my business was this that I'm sitting in right now, which is just like, I can't believe my manifestation. I wanted to create a beauty bus for strong women that were lawyers, judges, medical professionals, and create a blow drive bus and makeup bus so that before they went to work, I would park it in front of a gym. That way I could make them feel beautiful and badass and learn their intelligence of something that never really, like reading the book in school never really drew to me. Sitting and playing with my friend's hair in front of me and touching her and like massaging her was what I wanted to do. I wanted to love her, not look at the book. I wanted to talk about her socks and how they felt and why she chose those socks. Right. Wow. And, and being a, such a young person, to have that kind of drive, it's definitely... Uh, it's in your soul. It was your calling. It was just. It was just meant for me. Like my, I feel like my hands were meant to touch others, to remind them of like how wonderful they are, because they can do what I do. It's just if they believe in themselves. So how were you able to able to overcome those few years at home trying to 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 get them to believe in what you're trying to do? I just kept showing up. Just I made my own way. Like when I was in high school, my parents paid for my education. So anything fun or anything like they bought my uniforms, they didn't buy my clothes. They didn't pay for my like trips with my friends. And my other sister went to a different school. She went to Maryvale. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's like in Reicherstown area. And and it was like a castle and a different type of school. So we were like completely different. And I just kept pushing through because I worked at a salon that I just loved. And I, and then I actually followed a stylist that I like looked up to. I was like, I'm only going to take advice from people that I would trade places with because I want to seat at the table because I deserve to be at the table. Sure. Yeah, there's so many uh, people in our industry that go through uh, where the parents do not support this industry for some reason. It just has a negative stigma for the longest time. And uh, it's nice to see uh, 
so many people kind of like sticking to their guns, believing in it and, and changing that stigma. I mean, for us, it was we had nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, like we were like, what, what are our options? You know, we, we either like embrace this hair world or there's nothing. I didn't have any other like options. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, with this industry and, you know, share this with those people that might not believe in you. Like there's more money than you possibly know in this industry, you know, and it's not you're, you're not you don't have to live in, in poverty. poverty like poverty. No, you no, know, at all. You know. But it needs to be taught because it's not taught in beauty school. What's that? What's not like taught? business, money, how much something cost, mindset work. I mean, I've really that's what I loved about workshop in a box. I'd never done any type of mindset work. I never even knew what it was. And our first exercise was to draw ourselves. And you had to pause the module and then we had to be accountable and take a picture of our drawing. So you couldn't pass through it. You had right. and then all of us were in this group like chat and we were taking pictures. And the way that you drew yourself was the way that you saw yourself. So if you draw yourself with a small mouth, that means that you don't talk a lot. And if you drew big ears, it meant you were a big listener. If you had a big mouth and it was just like if you're if you didn't draw hands, that meant that you weren't open. And I was like, this is very interesting. And then you took that mindset work to understand a client because then you have to bring emotional intelligence in to understand that it's not always about you. It's about them and like what journey they're on. How did they wake up in the morning? Was somebody screaming at them? Was somebody loving them? Did they wake up feeling lonely? Like you never understand the journey somebody's on. And like maybe like for me, I am loud and rambunctious. Like I'm not going to be for everybody, but I don't take that personally. I learned that that's more their story than mine. And then I need to be respectful of their boundaries. So that's how mindset brings to boundaries and then once we have that foundation then we know our worth and we'll add the tax and I never knew that until I joined Workshop in a Box and did the perfect pricing method. I never knew really how to scale and put a value on my creativity because how do you charge for something you love to do? Like, that's like to my kids, give me a hundred bucks. Give me a hundred bucks. I hugged you. That's what my hug is worth. Like, I want to hug them. I want to love them. Like, how do you put a price on that? Like, if I won the lottery tomorrow and you said, Sophia, you're taken care of and you can take care of your family and your friends and everybody's taken care of, I'd show up to work just like I do today and do nothing different. We're different in that matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we, I, I would definitely do this, but I, I think I would probably step out from behind the chair. Only because... Because you're old. Well, one, because I'm old. <laughs> most, most importantly, because I'm old. But I would feel that I would have the opportunity to do this more. And, like, I think that we can impact more people through the podcast than I can behind the chair. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because you have the knowledge and the experience before social media, before these kind of retreats, before the new generation is teaching us how to release and trust. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're we're in high school. Okay. Okay. And uh, your drive is just bigger than ever to 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 become this badass hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you apprentice or did you go to? To hair school? Did you uh, start doing it in high school? Obviously, you you were coloring your hair and your friend's hair at fourteen. So, did that particular thing keep growing? I mean, how did you how did how did you end up in the industry? So, I in high school had three jobs. I worked at Trade Secret. Are you familiar? It was a product store. 
So I got to look. Yeah. I learned about all brands and what brands represented and where their money went. And it was like, this is so much bigger than what I knew. And then I shampooed. And then I went to the school that was called Roberts Institute of Hair Design, which later became Robert Paul Academy. And there they could just see the spark in me, but just, again, knew that I needed that approval. Like in high school, I had like a 1.9 GPA. I just couldn't understand and learn because I had so much outside noise that I couldn't focus. But when I got to hair school, I was a straight A student. And they were saying not many people can pass that state board. And I passed it with flying colors and felt so confident in that. And I was so fortunate that the owners of the school, it was a family. So it was the Robert was the dad and then Miss Bev was the instructor and then Daria was the instructor and then their son Bobby owned a hair salon. So they chose me to and asked me if I wanted to go and work there when I got out of hair school. And I was like, Hell yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Like, what do I, you got to give you a kidney? Like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, so it was like right down the street, and it was taking me out of my comfort zone. Like, here I am, a Baltimore City girl. And I grew up with very strict parents, like in a Catholic dominant, like, like, growing up that way. So when I graduated hair school in December of 20, December 28th of 20. Oh, my God, 1999. It wasn't even a 20. December 28, 1999, Y2K, baby. I moved out of my house. Wow. And became an adult. So so you said your parents are very strict, and you said your sister and you were, like, went to opposite schools. You went to... Uh, is she older or younger? I have an older and a younger sister. I'm the middle child. Awesome. And, and, and so the one that you referred to went to the other school. Was it your older sister? Correct. And did she kind of like just follow the the everything your parents like wanted her to do? And like she was the first college graduate of her family. You know, I was the only one that didn't go to college in my family. So, but I told him I was going to be the first millionaire in our family without a college degree. (laughs) Booyah, for real! Awesome. (laughs) So, by you not, I guess, sticking in in between the the the, the lines, you're you're creating like this havoc in the inside the household. Uh, Did you once you went to school? did you stay at home? Were you I did, and I was really, really depressed. So, like, think about, like, when you were, like, mutating into a young adult and in your hormones and, like, growing through that. And I just didn't value my life. Like, I felt like growing up with religion, it gave me, like, a suicidal ideology because it was, like, you have to pay for your sins in order and you have to die for, like, your sins. Like, like that's how I was thinking. So I actually tried to take my life in high school because it just didn't feel so worthy. And um, I severed my ring finger and my pinky tendon tendons and my arm was cut so beak open that they had to stitch it shut and then x-ray it and then open it back up to remove glass and then restitch it and then have surgery and they were like you will never be able to make a fist you will never be able to hold a pair of shears you will never be able to go back to your shampoo job and I go okay okay yes I will And I got a stress ball and said, I am going to let my haters be my motivators. And I make it a fist proudly. Yeah. And it's a strong fist, it looks like. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And I do yoga on it and Uh, I can do it all. That's 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 just like kind of like tugs on your heartstrings when when, you know, 
you can feel the pain. You can feel, um, especially such a young person. So we have young people listening to this podcast all the time, and and if they're going through similar struggles, I mean, what what are some of the things that that you want to share with them to to, to kind of get them to because you know su- suicidal is is really uh, uh, prevalent and not just in our industry but in our society yeah yeah that, that was going to say that it's a, it's a weird kind of like it seems more either we're hearing about it more or it's more prevalent i don't mm-hmm. know well i just think i never talked about it until recently but i felt that where i felt that hair love gave me that safe space to know that maybe i'm supposed to tell somebody that to show them that if you're feeling that way you're not alone it's just that you need to heal and sometimes healing out loud with others in community gives you that hug energetically that you need because you aren't alone you aren't there's so many people out there that like think their thoughts like that was an exercise we did yesterday and did you guys get to do that thought exercise at the end with uh like where you got to say hello in your brain and no. then, okay, so we had to do this exercise of how powerful our thoughts are because we can mental movie make and become the lead role actor in our head, the director, the extras, you know? So we did this exercise where we said hello in our head and now say it louder. Now scream it. In your head. In your head. Hear that voice. That's your thought. Now say it in a different language. Say it with an accent. And then think about how different all of our answers are going to be and what we have no idea what's going on up there. Like, you could never guess what I was thinking my accent. This one girl sitting next to me was like, I was like Seinfeld. Hello! And I was like, Chantel, I'm going to love you forever. I hear it from the canyon. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, how powerful that is. So now think, what age is that voice? Because that is the age that's begging you to heal something. Mm-hmm. Because if you're feeling like stress and you're feeling these like low vibrant thoughts, that is the way that you need to heal. That's the answer. Ask why was I taught this? Why do I believe this? Is this true or is this neutral? Because I never have to do this again. I lived it, I did it, and it wasn't good or bad, it's just neutral. And there's always a solution. And you have so many other sisters in, yesterday going through that same yes. thing. That's what so, makes the Hair Love Retreat so so special. You know what I mean? Because you can just uh, address all that that's still inside that, you know, that that's needs to be healed or needs to be just... Uh, there's women that, like, have lost babies. There's women that have, like, look at this, Brit and Jamie both shared that Britt heard her father's beating heart to the last minute where she has a tattoo. And then Jamie had that same experience with her brother. And both of them last night were the keynote speakers. Like, that is magic. And look at them. They are strong, dominant, powerful women that we look up to. But they also have weakness. That yin and yang, you know, yeah. that's where there's good, there's bad, where there's bad, there's good. But like, look, look at their strength, and we would never know that if we didn't have like this connection and these deep conversations to let somebody be seen, be felt, and be heard. Like, I got to have that intimate talk with Kia. Like, we live in the same state, but sometimes I like get afraid. Like, am I welcome and things like that? But again, that's my thoughts. That's my mental movie making. Kia was so welcoming and taught me so much. And like, I add that tool to my toolbox, and I appreciate that. 
And I just, that's what I love about this community. Because yeah, everybody here is the same. That's it. And then big shout out to Kia. We're big, big, big fans right? of Kia. And like, she's just, she's a legit badass herself. So grateful know? she's here. I'm sure this same. is so far out of her comfort zone. Same. I mean, like, and then to like sit and be a leader and somebody to look up to, to create a safe place where we can have real conversations. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And yesterday people were asking questions and she's like, thank you for asking that question. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people want to ask those questions. And you know what? Come here to your safe space. Here, there's plenty of room at the table for you. There's a seat for everybody. Because here in Hair Love, we believe that there's room at the top for everybody. There's enough for all. There's abundance everywhere. And we're feeling it right now. And then we're going to be the light workers with their Care Bear powers <laughs> saying, boom, abundance. <laughs> boom, abundance. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Right? You feel it, right? Yeah, you're so infectious. You're so, you're so sweet. Thank you. All right, so so okay, so now you're you you went to uh, Robert uh, yeah. Paul's school, yeah, and you you graduate. So because where you are now, uh, you know, top thirty, right? Right, top thirty. Top thirty to what? Alpha Parf colorist of the year. Stop it! I know. So I would, my face hurts. Like when it came in the mail, I was like, that's not for me. Like my own hairstylist is in this competition. <laughs> like that's why I go to her. Right. And then a Jordan is here and she's in it too. And I just wrapped up a class with Kathy, Kathy and Janetta. And like, I'm a total fangirl for Janetta because she had me switch from my color line to Alpha Parf last year. She got me falling in love with treatments because I'm a big soul care and self care person. Person. Right. So I added more of that intimacy into my treatment room when I'm like got people in the Zen. Den. We need to we need to meet Janetta a little bit. Oh my God! Yeah. Watch my hair bounce is Janetta Walker. I am a big fan girl. She has my dream hair. <laughs> like that's my dream hair. That pink blush hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she is so technical, but she makes it so fun. Like it feels like a conversation, like a boomerang with her. Like she includes you in the conversation and makes it fun and teaches you about different. Like I learned all about these different curl types and coils and like you could rate them by number. And then she taught us this really cool story with Alva Parf that they got their vision from the Egyptians and they would put this flax and arginine oil where they, that's like their technology. And then they would put the oil and then bury it in the soil for like six months. And then that's how they would make these shiny like Egyptian wigs. And that's how like their inspiration came. And I'm like, this wow. is so rad. That is so cool. Tell- yeah, we need to make that a point to like before the weekend's over that we get to know her. Because we have a great relationship with Cassie. Oh, you're going to love yeah. her. Yeah. But, but, but not Jeanette. I mean, just, yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to yeah. make that happen. So we have a little bit of ground to make up. So we we just graduated from hair school. Okay. And we're top 30 uh, colors of alpha. <laughs> right. so, so obviously you're still st- not necessarily struggle, struggling, oh. but you're still living at home. You still have the resistance from your family. You, uh, you, you know, you, not too far from there where you've attempted suicide. No, I know. Um, where and how did all that change to, to take you where you are today? I mean, did you go apprentice? Did you work? I mean, who, 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 who was your mentor? How did you get to where you are? So my mentor was Robert Cremines, and that's why I hired Elizabeth. 
So in 2001, after September 11th, September 11th was the day that I was like, this this is the day I'm changing my life. So I dated the same boy through high school. Like I was a good little Catholic girl. And the day I graduated on December 28th, I moved into his house that day. I was like, I'm graduating. I'm getting the hell out of my house. And I was sleeping and this was before cell phones. This is like, we did not have cell phones back then. If we did, it was kind of like the one that was like in the car with the cord. Mm -hmm. Like we did not have a cell phone. And, um, the phone rang at three o'clock in the morning and I answered the phone and it was the police and I was, I didn't want him to get in trouble. So I was writing a note and then the police showed up to the home and he got into an accident drinking and driving and killed his brother. So it was really sad to see that. And I watched like drug addiction after that. And I watched a family break and I lived with them for a while. So we got our own house and I was working as a full-time like apprentice at Coco and Buff. And like, I kind of was still the student learning everything, like learning how to like work with people, how to promote myself and how to build a book without social media. So, um, September 11th happened and I was like, I'm alive. I'm, I'm alive. I like, I'm taking my life for granted and I'm seeing death and chaos all around me. I need to make a change. I need to value my life and realize like that I need more. So of course I'm 21, like I'm struggling. And then I became a mother at 23 with no family support. My family moved all away. I'm the only one left in Maryland. So I was in a very abusive marriage because of the chaos and turmoil in my life. I just thought love was hurt. I thought if somebody loved you, they hurt you. So I'm like keeping this dirty secret and my abuser like to tell me all the time that my family didn't love me. That's why they moved away and that I should be dead and that I didn't deserve to be a mother. So then that bionic badass that shaved her head came back out and was like, well, I don't need you and I'm going to be the best mother ever. And I'm going to show my son that even through struggle, you can have experience and you have a choice. It could be good. It could be bad. Where you can learn from it and realize you never have to do that again. And I maybe went through this so you didn't have to. Mm. So I got into a heap of debt and my ex-husband thought it'd be nice to treat his new wife and charge up all my charge cards and get me in over $100,000 worth of debt. So I sold all my belongings and lived in a one-bedroom apartment with my um, son and was like, I'm going to get my power back. So I worked at Bubbles Hair Salon now in White Marsh. It's close to home. I could work every day of the week. So every time I didn't have my son, I worked. And I, if I didn't work, I didn't get paid. Like I learned to go to the grocery store on Friday night and it was buy one, get one free rotisserie chicken. And that was like my Thanksgiving every Friday. And... Um, I met my husband one night when I was like, I'm going to go out. And I wear this like red jacket with all my black. I was like a ninja, you know, hairdressers are. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to like find my people. I'm going to like find people that love and appreciate me. And somebody's going to love me and I'm going to tell them I don't want them. And I put my beer down on the golden tea machine and turned around to take my red coat off and spilled my beer down the crack of this guy's pants. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, I just got here. I was like, I'll buy you a shot or something. And that's how I met my husband. What? 
Yeah, she, like, she poured him a drink. I poured yeah. him a drink. Down his pants. Yeah. He was like, that hot girl, like, he came up to my friend. So, like, I left. I was, like, so embarrassed. I'm like, see, this is, like, my sign. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this shit. Right. And, um, yeah, so he found me through MySpace. What? Yeah. So, oh, oh, okay. So, how, how do you get how do you get your name? How so, do you... I was there with more hairdressers, and you know uh-huh. that were like wild and whatever. And he was like, "Who was your friend?" And my friend was like, my, "That's my friend Sophia." And I made her a MySpace page. Follow her. And like at this point in my life, I have a Palm Pilot phone. Do you remember that? Oh heck yeah! I yeah. had a pump. I never had a BlackBerry, but right. like I'm taking it back to like the dinosaur ages. <laughs> So, like, it's just so funny to see the growth of, like, where we even came as a couple. So, like, he fell in love with me because his parents got divorced and then remarried. So he thought it was amazing that I was this mother who was, like, a badass working my ass off and not getting any support from the father other than he saw him. But he did not support me in any way. Like, I mean, my car has been repossessed. I have had no power. I have gone without food. I have learned the hard way. There's so many. I know people that I've known throughout my career, like, hairdressing isn't the answer you know like they're hairdressers they're in our industry but then like cars being repossessed and all that stuff happens right Mm -hmm. and then nine times out of ten those people like this career isn't working you know because because chaos doesn't happen linearly right like 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 once you're in that it's everything right I, i don't like my job i don't like my spouse i don't like my parents you know you're kind of in that mindset for good or for bad or for real or for not real that's just the reality of it um how did you know that, like, our industry, how did you stay in the industry where most people, at least in my experience, would leave the industry and that kind of thing? Because, again, I'm trying to say they would almost blame hairdressing to that. Does that make sense? And, 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 am, I, and am I on track? Yeah, I mean, like, I stayed in it because I knew that there was possibility of money. I didn't I didn't fall, fall to the identity that hairdressers are wild and they're like bartenders and strippers and like club promoters like I didn't fall into that. I fell into if like as I grew in my career, the more I educated myself, the more valuable I am. Just like a lawyer when they go to school, they go and they get their masters and their doctrines and whatever mm-hmm. and doctors. So I had to start investing in myself to know my value because that's going to give you the confidence, like having the coach, having the mentor, joining the program. But if you join the program, get rid of your excuse-itis and show up. Excuse-itis. I love that. Cure it. You know, I have, I had excuse-itis. Like I can't, like I can't, there's not enough hours in the day. I have three kids. Like bullshit. We all have it. We all have it, but we have time, which is invaluable. Like if you had to put a price tag on your time and once you do, you have to like what Britt says, if it's not a seven or above, it's not worth my time. Wow. Yeah, Britt Carmichael. Hell yeah. It's on my phone. Like, I was so excited to see her in person. That's a great, like, quote, isn't it? Yeah, because, like, when I look at my phone, if it's not a seven or above, now I have that reminder. How does that make me feel? A seven or above? Is that a yes, yes? Is that a hell yes? Or is that a hell no? Yeah, for for those who don't know uh, who Britt Carmichael, we did a series, a six-episode uh, series called Shine School. Uh, Shine School. So go back and check it out. I mean, that's a, a great series. And... Uh, and she's here too, so yeah. it's it's nice to to see 
uh, her shine in this environment as well. She taught me to be like in shine school to befriend your inner mean girl. I was like, that's what it is. Befriend her. See what her issue is. What the hell? You don't want to be a bitch. You want to smile and dance. Like, come on, let's be real. So like get, get to know her and befriend her because she's she's telling you what you need. So on your husband, after you spilled the the, 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 the drink down his pants and he found you on MySpace, did he reach out to you? Did he say, yeah. hey, remember, remember me? He said, you want to be my friend? Right. <laughs> and he had like a death metal song. Remember, you could have songs. Right. My song was crazy. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you wanted to be my friend and my, my song was crazy. Because I'm like a huge Violent Femmes fan. So like Charles, Gnarls Barkley just came out with the new version at that time. That's awesome. That should have been a clue, right? It, it yes. <laughs> crazy. I'm, I'm not dating crazy. They always say that. I know. Don't date crazy. He said he loved it, and then like we just you know clicked. He was my soul fam. That's so. Cool. And then, ironically, he was born on my mother's birthday. Oh, stop! And then more ironically, he was born on the same day as the boy that I dated in high school. Girlfriends. In Massachusetts, and they graduated high school together. Oh my goodness! So if that wasn't like the universe telling me this is your man, this is your man, and like he was the bad boy, like he had a, t- a tattoo on his neck, like he was the hot tattoo guy. Right. <laughs> and that was before and like, neck tattoos were a thing. Exactly. Like that was my before parents every were like, barber. "Oh my god, you're dating a convict." <laughs> yeah. I'm like he's a navy sailor, not a convict. Say, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I already dated a convict. He's, he's, yeah, you know, right on. That's right. <laughs> Trade it up. Blue collar. Yeah, <laughs> white collar convict. And, and he, he's he was in the navy. Yeah. She just said that, yeah. and I, I, I was telling her yesterday. But you were in the navy. Yeah, so. man. Thank you for your service. Well, thank you for the thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never know what to do with that. I got to be honest. Well, that's you. You are a very special soul. Like you looked at your life as less than for your country. Not many people do that. Well, I appreciate that. I totally appreciate that. Hey, I want to. Um, we kind of had to wrap here in a sec, so I kind of want to fast forward and. Um, uh, kind of to this weekend, back to this weekend. I guess we're coming full circle then. But uh, how'd you get here? Um, by plane. <laughs> <laughs> it was an adventure for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how'd you get here? To the retreat or by like travel? <laughs> how'd you get here to the retreat via like um, via a stranger's car? Oh, okay. <sighs> So I flew in out of Baltimore, BWI. Uh-huh. If you guys didn't, I was hoping I would run into you. I was like kind of looking for you in the airport thinking I might. Why didn't you hit us up, dog? Yeah. I did. I'm like one of those people when people like I don't want to bother. And I know that I was so appreciative when Elizabeth made that statement last night. Like she literally came out and was like, don't ever think you're a bother. Like that's your own thoughts. And I'm like, this is all it is. It's all those thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Are they true? But um, I should have. I will next time. But I was looking for you. And we had a little bit of weather. And I did just finished, like, the 75 mindset challenge. So when the, the, tra- the plane landed, I had six minutes to get to my flight. And Denver Airport is under construction. And it's huge. Have you been in Denver Airport? I don't think we have. That's not one of the ones we've been to. It's, like, bigger than Atlanta, if you've been to Atlanta. It has, like, a terminal, but, like, you have to go downstairs and gates. And, like, I'm watching my gate on the plane, and it's going from A, which is a subway ride, to B, which is on the same playing field. So I got dropped off at gate 30, 
and I had to be at gate 95. <laughs> Dude, I hope if anybody was in the Denver airport and you got this on video, please send it to me. I like won Olympic gold in that. <laughs> in that. I had a masculine running my, for my life. And I was like breathing for air, like I was in a pool. Like I mean, like I just ran, and I didn't even get a power up, like from those things. I was like, damn it, I should have powered up. Right, I might have made it. Uh, and I made it, and the plane was there, and they just shut the door. Okay. And my friends are on it, and they're like, they're here, we're here, we're here. And I'm who's like, your friends? Alana and Erica. So we are roommates, and we were friends, and we oh, were like so cool. supposed to stay in St. George the night before. So I'm um, like. They won't let me on. And they're like, no. And I'm like sitting there watching the plane just sit there and not let me on. So I got in my feelings a little bit, got a little FOMO and like, damn it, I'm left out. But I think that was like my time to be alone to really take in like what was going to happen. So then when I went to the airport the next day, so I had to spend the night in Denver that was unexpected, which was fun. And then when I woke up the next morning, I was so much gratitude. Like, I didn't have to sleep outside. I had a hot cup of coffee, and there were people sleeping outside. And I bought some coffee for people because, I mean, like, that's how abundance ripples is by telling somebody that they're worthy and that you look at them in the eye and smile at them and tell them that they matter because somebody probably isn't telling them that. So just, like, your words could help them. And then I just kind of, like, reflected. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let me take this space. Who am I going to see? Like, how the hell am I going to get there? And I'm going to figure this out. And I've been working with Jamie C. for the last year. Like, I wanted to quit here. I felt, like, too broken to help people. And then I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to power through. It's mm -hmm. time to get bionic again. And Jamie got me Jamie to... Jamie C., pretty little ombre. Pretty little ombre. Uh -huh. I, I, I know her from Rising Wolf. That's uh, Rising Wolf coaching. I hired her one-on-one -on -one of December of last year. And every week we meet. And we talk and we plan and she helped me like push through my thoughts and my limiting beliefs. And I'm lined up to get on the plane and who walks up behind me and says, Sophia, is this you? And I cried and I said, this is why I missed my plane. This is why. So we bonded on the plane and decided to get some food together and grab a beer before we came to the chaos of everybody because we didn't know if we were going to have intimate time together. Right. And I felt so valued and loved, trusted and seen and heard. And we were sitting there and we got an Uber from the airport to Springdale. Colorado and it says Mount Zion so I figured that's where we were hiking and there's shuttles and we're sitting there and guess what you cannot get an Uber <laughs> from Springdale Colorado note to self <laughs> so I was like all right somebody's gonna give us a ride so we basically like hitchhiked at this brewery and so, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so Sophia and Jamie C pretty little ombre Essentially hitchhiked to here. Zion. And this guy, Gerald. How far of a drive is this, first off? First of all, it was 35 miles. Okay, so it's not stupid. It's not, it's not 300. stupid, but Gerald was amazing. He's like, look at the cows. He, like, pulled the car over on the side of the road. He's like, get out, touch that cow. Smack that cow. I'm like, no, no Gerald, I'm not going to smack a cow. And he's like, take, like, we took pictures. I mean, we were cracking up. He drove us all up. He, like, grabbed our bags. He was like, wow. and he's just, like, a musician who's, like, a crazy mechanic who's in maintenance who has a YouTube and 
like Jamie coached him in the car to help him with his limiting beliefs. But it's like, it's the adventure to get here. It's all about the adventure and how you look at the experience. So literally, like, <laughs> Sophia and, uh, and, and, and Jamie could have been murdered on their way here. <laughs> we trust. So Elizabeth right. taught us trust. Oh, that is the craziest right? story, man. Right. Here. We had two young girls from, <laughs> you know, Colorado or wherever they were are missing. <laughs> uh, like, Jamie, so somebody said in the front seat, she's like, get in the back seat. Get in the back seat. <laughs> oh, so you guys were in the back seat. You guys oh, yeah. Like- and then Gerald is a funny guy. So as we pulled up, he's like, where's your bags? I'm like, what? He's like, you didn't grab them from the restaurant? I'm like, no. So shout out to Juicy Daniel. That's what I called the bartender. He was so nice because we asked him for a ride. He's like, dude, how did you get here? <laughs> they were like, an Uber actually brought you here? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, with your bags? They didn't tell you that nobody would pick you up? I'm like, no. <laughs> this is amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's the adventure, right? So you could have looked at that as the worst case scenario or what am I going to learn out of this? What experience? And now like Jamie and I have matching tattoos, like from this like experience, like we all got matching tattoos here. Like it's unfucking believable, man. Like why wouldn't you want to sit here? Dude, that is, that is a great story, man. <laughs> I know. You know. I haven't told my husband that one yet. Oh, you just did. I know. <laughs> He's going to laugh. I haven't had reception. I feel like that's the universe way of telling me to truly be present and like to be here. I haven't been able to look at Instagram to enjoy everything. Oh. So I'm having FOMO of not seeing it, but at least I'm living it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Dude, um, so as we wrap here, I'm just so thankful for the uh, for the hair love takeover. You know, I'm so thankful that, that, that you were able to, uh, to join us. So um, with hair love and, and, and what we like to do is we like to, you know, uh, end our podcast with with three takeaways. So cue jingle. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh, all the free tips are what's up? What's up? This is pretty fly. Blowing your mind like, oh me, oh my. Let's wrap it up. Woo. Uh. Dude, what were your takeaways? Biggest takeaway for me is to never give up. Yeah. You know, that, that, that kind of seems to be like the universal, like, feel of the people that, that, that are here. Like, like, there's like, it's just about persistence and it's just about you know, sticking to the tuitives. You yeah, know? yeah, and, and no matter what you're going through, um, you know, there, there's things and people and and presence and, and just things that can. No matter what you're going through, uh, you, you you have a purpose. You know what I mean? And it's just you know, it, it feels like you're going through hell. It feels like you're going through chaos, but you know, fight through that and 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 seek the help and and. and find your people and and find your purpose. I'm glad you brought up find your people because that's where I was going to go next and once again for about the billionth time I'm going to tell this story. But one of the greatest quotes we ever got was from our dear friend Jen Plank. I, I was going on stage and I was really really nervous and Jen pulled me to the side and she said um, your conversation isn't for everyone it's for someone. Now go find your someones. And that kind of works out to go find your people. Go find your people. Go find your someones and, and you know they'll they'll give you the validation and the value that that you are, right? And, yeah. and that 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 it's so funny that quote started off as like a a, a stage motivation, but it, it's kind of leaked its way into our entire experience, right? You know. 
And so what would be number three for you? Join um, 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 Beauty and Workshop. What's it called? Workshop in a Box. Workshop in a Box, yeah, because it seems to be like... The foundation to get you in community. If you're looking for community, this is where it is. And who's not? And if you're not looking for community, you're lying to yourself because because that's the human experience. I tell you what, sitting here, I mean, this weekend with you, watching you smile, your infectious personality. uh, You know, it's you're such a just this glowing light. Thank you. And and. You know, and after all the stuff you've been through and to be able to shine like that, um, yeah, anybody who uh, is listening to this, go go follow Sophia. Go 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 join her, her movement. Be a part of what she's doing because, I mean, it is beautiful. It really is. Thank you. Uh-huh. Hey, on that Thank note, what, um, give out all your all your handles and all that stuff. Where can people find you? Um, okay. Other than at Hair Love Retreat. So um, I am Sophia Musto on Instagram. I have a podcast called The Zen Setter Podcast, where it's an open and safe place for storytelling. And I'm The Zen Setter on TikTok. And then Hair by Sophia Musto on Facebook. So you can message me anytime. Are you going to invite us on as guest? Hell yes. I am working on my courage to ask people that I feel that are the trailblazers. So I would be honored to have you on do my podcast. Do we do a trailblazer podcast? That's, we're gonna that's do freaking it. dope. And we're going to video yeah. it too and have it on YouTube. Are we? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. And you can just show up and I'll give you the experience where you're just like the guest and we'll make it fun. All right. We're down. Let's make that happen. We're down. We're at, oh, yeah. Wherever, whenever you want. We can do it wherever you're like most comfortable or you can come to my salon and hang out and we can check out. We might have to do that. We might have to yeah. do a road trip up there. Yep. But remember what Elizabeth said. It's never a bother. It's never a bother. It's never so ask. I'm just asking you shall receive. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, on Hair Love Radio, we finish it up uh, the same way each and every time. So until next time. We hair love you. We hair love you. Hair love radio. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends, give us a rating, and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hair Distry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.